Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, Dr. Haley Perlis will be our featured guest. Dr. Perlis is a noted author and speaker on the subject of peak performance. And during this podcast, you'll hear some helpful tips on how you can recognize the difference between burnout and fatigue, as well as how to recover from burnout. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Haley Perlis. Dr. Haley Perlis is with us on the program, Highway to Health, here this morning. We're going to put out the burn here. Haley works with individuals and teams to manage and expand their energy capacity and increase resilience and focus and drive. And since you're driving, we'll kind of focus on that aspect of things, too, of course. Dr. Perlis, good morning. Welcome back. So happy to be back. And hello, everyone on the road. We were talking briefly during the news break there, as I mentioned, and kind of maybe getting a little vocabulary under my belt in terms of what burnout is, can it be likened to a breakdown? I always try to do these parallels with engines and transmissions in trucks and cars because our bodies are machines in a sense, and they have to have maintenance, and they have to have sleep where we go through systems checks and everything, and the body repairs itself and does what a truck would do in a garage and that sort of thing. Is recognition of burnout the first step in kind of dealing with it? That's a great place to start because I think a lot of people may think they're burnt out when they're not. They're just tired. That fatigue is part of burnout, but it's not all part of burnout. So I think that would be a great thing to start because there are three, and that's just it. There are three characteristics of burnout, and we can briefly go over those if you'd like. Okay. So the first one is exhaustion, but it's not physical exhaustion. It's actually mental and emotional. So you're not physically tired. If you wanted a break, if you're pulling over, you probably still have the physical energy to maybe move around, move your body, but you might be mentally and emotionally exhausted from the long hours. And then you tell yourself you're physically tired. You tell yourself you're too tired to go and just move your body, go for a little bit of a walk or a stretch. So you just don't do any of it. And then you do lose that physical muscle as well. And then you lose that type of gas too. But burnout is really emotional and mental exhaustion, number one. So you basically are paralyzed. It's a kind of a self-induced paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about anybody. I've definitely want to move my body. I should go for a walk. Forget about exercise. I should just move my body. But I'm too tired. But I've been sitting all day. For everyone that's on the road, for me, it's in front of my computer. So you say you're too tired, but you're actually not physically. You are definitely mentally, emotionally. And then the second characteristic is something we call depersonalization. But all that really means is that you just no longer have heart for what it is that you're doing. Something that you once felt connected to, you contributed, you belong. Now it's really hard to get yourself in the cab and get the job done. Overall, does this fall under the umbrella, and there are several terms for it, but that quiet quitting Are you familiar with that term? No, but I love it, Dave. Thank you. Well, it's like you're doing the minimum (laughs) amount that you can do to keep your job, and it's called quiet quitting or some derivation of that. And it's become a thing, and it kind of circles back to what you said, and you and I were talking in the break. Everybody's tired. Why are we tired? We ain't doing nothing, and that's why we're tired, right? (laughs) Thank you for explaining to me the quiet quitting concept. That would not be it. Burnout is not doing the minimum just to get by. Burnout is actually the opposite because the third characteristic is low perceived performance. 
So you actually don't think you're doing a good enough job. Therefore, you go harder, you go faster, you go longer. And then that, there's zero recovery. You're just going as hard as you possibly can because you want, you don't understand why you're not loving what you're doing. And then that makes you burned out, all three of those things. So I would imagine the genesis of that would be external pressure from coworkers or bosses, middle management and all of that. So you're doing this and you're working and it's never good enough. So now that external pressure becomes internalized. So now you are your own taskmaster in a sense and you'll never be satisfied. So you really kind of get yourself in this catch-22. Correct. And even if the external suddenly now say, yeah, good job, you're doing great, you don't feel like you are. So it's completely internal. And that's burnout. So like I said, sometimes we're just tired. Other times we're actually experiencing burnout. So it's good to know the difference so that everyone who's listening right now can understand, well, maybe I'm not experiencing burnout. It's just a name. It's just a word that everyone's kind of floating around. Or maybe you're driving and you're saying, yep, that's me. Well, I think my parallel between the engine and the human body may break down here then, Dr. Perlis, because you seem to be indicating that the more burned out you get, the harder you work and you continue and continue. And what I'm thinking is you burn out, you kind of just turn to ash. You kind of just go away. You disintegrate in a sense. So is there an end game? (laughs) If you know what I'm saying, I don't know. How do you back out of burnout? Maybe that's a good title for a book, Back Out of Burnout. I love it. I love it. And you really do actually have to back out. You have to recover. When people get really burnt out, depending on what their jobs are, they take some days off, they take some weeks off, sometimes they take some months off if it's really extreme. So it is a serious thing. And really, the good news is that there's one way to treat it, and that's with recovery. But you have to be really intentional about your recovery. So this is something that you mentioned that I was in Panama working with a couple of managers and we were talking specifically about burnout. And we were talking about the difference between not working and doing a different task because that can be the recovery, taking yourself out of one task and putting yourself into another Mm -hmm. task. But the intention is that it's there to renew energy. It's there to fill up the gas tank. But most people... What they do is they just do something different that's more of a distraction, but not an energy renewal. So some people, they sit down and they put on sports, but they bet on the game and they're anxious and they don't like what's going on in the playoffs. (laughs) So that's not really emotional recovery. You're still anxious. Exactly. So there's an old expression, you got to spend money to make money. And I would imagine that you need to spend energy to gain energy. In other words, you go and exercise, you go for a run or a walk, you lift some weights, do some push-ups, anything that you do that's considered physical fitness exercise, you do that, you're expending some energy, but that, that becomes an investment. So the return on investment is more energy. So now you are self-sustaining on the energy wheel, so to speak. And we all know this does work. I mean, how many people have to tell you that this works before you finally believe it, right? So I guess there's another hurdle for us. Absolutely. And physical activity, exercise, whether it's real exercise or getting your heart rate up and challenging your body or whether it's stretching, small movements, large movements, just kind of getting blood circulating, that is the number one way to renew some energy mentally and emotionally. You're stressing your body, but you're covering your mind and your emotions. And for everyone listening right now, that is key. That is absolutely key. So that would be definitely one of the ways to treat, but also to prevent staleness and the burnout. Move that body, stress, 
Okay, so you're in the truck at the truck stop, you're in the bunk, you're watching TV, you're reading a book, whatever, and it's a beautiful evening, it's cool, you can go out there and walk a mile. There's a track, there's a walking trail at this TA. I'm talking about myself, okay? So you sit there, and you say, well, i got to put these shoes on, you know, with socks, and i got to do this. And you do this debate in your mind for 30 minutes, and then it's too late. Then something happens, and you can't walk. Now you're recriminating <laughs> because you can't do it. I mean, is that kind of a typical thing that we all go through in terms of that battle of wills? Knowing full well that two minutes after you start that brisk walk, you're going to feel better because it happens every time. But we just never seem to recognize that for some reason. We have to start over every time, it seems. No, it happens all the time. But we also have false beliefs that it has to be a full 30 minutes or even a whole 60 minutes, that it has to look like this and it has to be perfect. I want everyone to remember that something is always better than nothing. And if you just give yourself, just go for five minutes and just see what happens after that. More often than not, those five minutes will take on a life of its own. But I think we stop having to have these long, lofty goals. Go out there, something is better than nothing, and just see what happens. And it may be a walk or everywhere I go, it'll be wonderful if I start driving. I have a road trip and I look <laughs> over and all these truckers are their yoga mats in the, in the truck stop. <laughs> I have a really light traveling mat. There's all these little props that we can take with us because props are so helpful. It just gives us something to do because we actually have the props. But if we just start again, start somewhere. And here's the other thing, every single day. Every single day, every single time you stop, do something for one to two minutes. So we're really not talking about a 30-minute workout program. We're talking about one to two minutes of just movement every time you stop. Start there. Yes, the idea of movement because we are designed to move. That's what we're designed to do. Really, 24-7, yeah, 365, if we could, we would. But yeah, and the sleep that we get is simply the maintenance that we need to keep moving. Right, and I have to be honest, moving will help us sleep. That's sure. another one of those ironies because if you get physically exhausted, that's your best health ticket yet because now you're going to really sleep like you're supposed to. Your body's going to say, thank you. I'm in the shop. I'm waking up and I'm ready to go. I have another great tip if we have time. Yeah. We if you know that you're going to take a rest in, let's say, 30 minutes, so if you know you're pulling over in about 30 minutes, for those 30 minutes, start getting yourself ready for, if it is exercise, start getting your mind ready for some physical movement, whether it's listening to certain music that puts you in the mood, whether it's turning on the Dave Nemo show, Highway to Hell to get you start motivated, yes. whether it's a podcast that talks about specific exercise the mood beforehand. Don't wait until you pull over because it's just so much harder. We do not have great willpower. We just don't, all of us. So if you start getting yourself warmed up, perhaps that will help. Yes, I like that idea because I'm sitting in the back of the bunk arguing with myself for 30 minutes. Why don't you do the same thing on your way and build yourself up for 30 minutes? And when you get there, you're raring and ready to go. One of the things, and I'm old enough to have seen the difference, 
in terms of growing up as a little boy in the 1950s, and I remember that every man I knew in the family and the neighborhood worked at a factory. They all came home and went out at the same time every day, and their idea was to retire at the end of that and get a gold watch, so to speak, literally and figuratively, and that was it. We have a completely different expectation now, young people. Uh, the gig economy is sort of a response to the lack of stability with big business. I remember back in the 50s and 60s, what's good for GM is good for the country. And it was that sort of thing. And in trucking, it's always been pretty much you're kind of on your own. If you work for a company, you're left alone quite a bit. If you are an independent driver, then you have your own business. And you certainly are alone among many in a sense. And I'm really going a long way around to kind of land here, Dr. Perlis. But are the general changes and shifts in expectations leading to the overall miasma that the workforce is in? If 52% of people say, they're burned out. And even though, as you say, they may not be, but if you feel like it, you might as well be, I guess. Is there an overall societal shift that is maybe at the basis of some of this? I believe so. I believe we suddenly earned this badge of honor for never stopping and just going and going and going and going. However, in my industry, in my field, we are coming in to hope that we change that story. We're going in to hope that we actually start applauding the people and applauding ourselves for working, as they say, smarter, not harder. Now, I get it. You're on the road. There's a speed limit. You've got certain miles and you've got certain loads. So you can't really necessarily impact the time. However, if you're just going to jump from one project to another project, if you're just going to jump from one task to another task, I think many are often it's because you think that's what you're supposed to do. That's the way the world is. That's just how it happens. But we're finding that when we actually take these little bouts of recovery, when we go back into the work, and again, this may not be on the road, but with certain paperwork or with certain communication. Again, if you do own your own business, there is definitely office work to be done. If you take certain moments to recover, just to get out of the work and renew some mental and emotional energy, when you get back into those emails and you get back into that organizational project, you're going to be more efficient. You're going to be faster. You're going to make less errors. You're going to be less burnt out. One of the things that are in the notes that you were kind enough to send down, and I want to kind of shift into this mode here just for a moment, because we're talking to adults essentially out there on the road, generally in the trucking industry. And a lot of folks have siblings, younger siblings or children or even grandchildren. We don't pay attention to kids very much when it comes to these societal trends and health trends, but they're suffering the same kind of burnout that the adults are. Is that correct? A hundred percent. And I think it's a really important topic because lots of the people listening right now have kids. I think it's really important. Last night at 8 p.m., I had a session with a soccer athlete. She's 16. And we got on our phone and she said to immediately to me, she's like, hi, Haley, I'm happy to be here. Just so you know, I've got a chemistry test that I need to study for immediately after this. So I may have to leave a few minutes early. She just woke up at six o'clock. She knows she had to do some homework in the morning, went to school, then had soccer practice. Then she had had her physical conditioning, then she came home, had to eat quick, and then she showed up with me, and then at 9 o'clock, she's going to start studying for her chem test. I don't know when mm -hmm. she had her recovery in the day. And I think it's great. I'd rather see kids doing things than not doing things. I don't want to sitting on the couch too, but we also have to teach our young people 
the the benefits of really just these little recovery bouts, just this concept of just not always just using our energy. We plug our phones in frequently. We don't wait till the phone completely dies. I hope we don't, but we don't wait till it completely dies out. We look at it, it's getting low, we plug it in. We gotta do the same thing for ourselves. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway Health Podcast through our website, Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health podcast is a production of Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo.